benefits that come with being generous. There's great things that come with it. And God gave us the example of generosity, and it began with his birth. But what we see in our text today is that when we're generous, giving brings rewards. There is a great blessing that comes when you are, excuse me, whenever you are generous. Look with me in verse 6. It says, remember this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Giving is not, I really don't, I really don't believe giving, sharing, is natural. It is our natural inclination, our tendency to be selfish. And I, I, you know, I've shared this before. For those of you who have children, how many of you had to teach your children to say, mine? Did y'all have to teach them to do that? You know, it's the first words out of, out of our kids' mouths. It's not mom and dad. It's mine. I mean, we know that's from the very beginning. It's innate within us not to be a sharing person. And then whenever somebody doesn't share with your kids, I just think it's ironic. They come up to you and say, you know, Billy's not sharing with me. And they get really upset about that. So it's a, it's a part of our nature to be selfish. But Paul teaches us that there's a better way. He teaches us that there is a great blessing that comes when we give. And Jesus actually mentioned this in Acts 20.35. Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Y'all know that one? Y'all heard that? More blessed to give than to receive. And I think we all will say, yes, sir, I like that verse. I agree with that. Now, here's the deal. How many of us actually practice that? You know, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That word blessed, it means happy, which is interesting to me. When we give, there is a fringe benefit that comes with giving and that there's joy. There is great joy that comes with giving. You say, how is that possible? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Y'all, I, I am happy when I receive. You know, I mean, a Christmas tree's up right now. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a nice, I'm just below middle age because I believe I'm going to live to be 130. But, uh, so I'm below middle age, so, but I still walk by the Christmas tree. And, you know, it's just so, so strange. You kind of look at you, and you sort of look at the boxes and you're like, I wonder how many of those boxes have my name on it. You know, because I'm, I'm just, I'm being honest. I mean, I like, I like seeing my name on boxes. And I still like it when my name's on a big box. If it's on a little box, I'm like, man, that stinks. You know, I want the big box. And so, and so for me, it's like, man, I love to, I like to receive. But Paul says, and Jesus said, there is great joy and blessing in giving. And Paul gives a good explanation of this in our verses. He says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And Paul's using the illustration of a farmer. The farmer goes out and he plows a field. He just throws out a little bit of seed here and there. What kind of a harvest is he going to have? It's going to be small. Now, if he goes out to a field and he plows the field and he takes care of it and he scatters seed everywhere, just tons of seed, what kind of a harvest is he going to have? It's going to be a whole lot bigger than the other guys, right? The idea here is that the more you sow, the more you're going to reap. The less you sow, the less you're going to reap. And so, again, the idea that Paul is sharing is that when we give, there are blessings. It's a bigger harvest. There was a, a number of years ago, I think it was 1988, Time Magazine came out with a story about two different companies, JVC and Sony. 
and it was during this time that it was the uh, uh, the VCR machine. You know, whenever it just sort of ruled the world in entertainment. Y'all, for those of you who were, you know, who are uh, younger than probably, I don't know, 30. Yeah, y'all might not remember VCRs. Uh, but the VCR was before the DVD, all that stuff. Y'all, y'all remember D, uh, the VCRs? My parents bought one of the very first ones. This is in the 70s. And uh, I, it cost over a thousand dollars. Just absolutely hilarious. My uh, dad loves gadgets, so he bought this VCR. It's made out of iron. And I'm not lying, that thing lasted, I think it lasted over 30 years. So, I mean, it was worth the money. We got our money's worth out of it. But anyway, the story in Time Magazine talked about whenever Sony, they kind of came out onto the market first, and they came out, y'all remember these beta tapes? You remember the beta tapes? Uh, they're just they're the smaller the smaller cassettes or video cassettes. Um, now, Sony didn't share that information with anybody. They wanted to dominate the market. And so they, they didn't share it. It was just for them uh, and for their company. Well, JVC came out with VHS. You all know VHS, the bigger tapes. They shared their technology with everybody. And those tapes flooded the market. Within one year, Sony lost 40% of the market. Uh, by 1987, they were down to 10% of the market. Now nobody even knows what a beta tape is anymore. Now the idea here is that because the president of JVC shared, would you say that he was blessed? I would say that financially he probably did pretty well. He was willing to give and to share, and he was blessed. Now, in a sense, the same idea is true here with us. When we don't share, we miss out. When we are not a generous people, we miss the blessings of God. And we say, how can I give? You know, how in the world can I give in such a way that I will be rewarded? What do I need to give? The first thing you need to give is yourself to God. You know, the greatest thing that you can ever give away is you. And the greatest one that you can ever give yourself to is God. To put yourself in His hands and say, Lord, I, God, I don't understand this life, but I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to give myself to you for you to do how you see fit with my life. And yet, you know how God blesses that? He brings forgiveness. He brings eternal life. How else can you give? You, you should look to give to other people. You, know, you, can give, you can give words of encouragement to people. You know how important it is to, get, to encourage people? You know, this is the season of giving, right? Y'all, if you go out and shop... It is not an encouraging environment when you go out right now. Were you all on Clemson Road in the last couple of days? Now that sucker needs to be blown up. I mean, people, for some reason, when we sit inside of our cars, I think we just have this freedom to think I can be, it's like I am God of this car, and if anybody gets in the way of my car, I'm going to say things I would never say otherwise. You know, when you drive, when I drive, I'll be driving today, I need to give words of encouragement. People need encouragement. Encouragement is a great gift. Uh, you, you, can, you can give to your children. And I'm not just talking about Christmas and giving them gifts. I'm talking about giving them your time, spending time with them, talking with them, uh, praying with them, bringing them into the church. There's a blessing that comes with that. You can give of your service to others. You know, our church the past month, we took up a, 
uh, we did a food drive for cooperative ministries because our food bank's getting low. We, we wanted to help stock it back up so that through the wealth and the blessings that God's given us, that we can bless those who are in need of a hand. Now, I promise you this. There is joy and satisfaction when you give. There is a blessing when you give. Have you discovered that? It's true. Now, here's a question. Why should I be generous? Why should I give? There's some reasons for it. First, because it brings rewards. Now, here's a second reason we ought to be generous. And this one might make you nervous. Because we can afford it. We can afford to be generous. Now, I want you to look with me in verses 7 and 8. I'm not making this up. Each person should do as he's decided in his heart, not out of regret or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make every grace overflow to you, so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. Now, when you read those verses, you've got to read that a little bit slower than I just read it. And let it sink into your mind what that verse is saying. Christians, I want you to understand this. You have the ability to be generous. You can afford it. Now, you might say, well, obviously you do not know that we're in a recession. You know, you don't know what my bank account looks like. You don't know how much I struggle. Now, here's the question. How is it possible for us to be generous? Because if you belong to God and you've given yourself to him, you are on his inheritance list. That's what 1 Peter 1, 3-4 says. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He's given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. Now, what does that mean? It means you can, you can afford to be generous if you belong to God. You know why? Because you are, you are operating and withdrawing out of the same bank account... Of God. What does God have? What does God own? Everything. Everything belongs to Him. And if you are part of His family, you get to tap into that. Now, I'm not saying that you can sit here and write out a million dollar check, but you can give out of what God has given you. Now, you can say, well, what happens if I do that? The Bible says God will provide for you. As you give, God, God's, God's not going to let you go, you know, go under because you're being generous. God provides for his people. Now, you say, how do you know that? Because that's what the Bible says. Malachi 3.10 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. If there may be food in my house, the Lord says this. He says, test me. Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. When you are generous, God will provide for you to continue to be able to be generous. Now, you might, you might not get what you want, but God will always provide for what you need in life. Therefore, we should not have any fear whatsoever in being generous. Because we have a God who promises to supply all the needs of his people. So, with what you have, with who you are, you need to use it now. To share for his glory, because life is short.
And guys, if we hang on to it, if we don't, you know, if we don't uh, use it, what happens? You lose it. You either use it or you lose it. There's a very godly and generous man. He's uh, worked for us. He owned a shipping company in London, and they campaign wanted him they were doing a, like a capital campaign program they asked him for a large gift his company almost went under he was not able to give as much they were expecting a small amount from him when they received a check from him they were stunned when the check was 10 times larger than what they thought he would give and so they went to him they're like this is a mistake and so they went to him obviously this was not a baptist church because if i got that man i'd be like we're banking on it and he can't back out of it but anyway, so they, they went to him. They said, man, how in the world can you give like this when your company's going under? Surely this was a mistake. He said, no. And here's what he says: great answer. He said, it's quite true. I've sustained heavy losses, but that's the very reason why I give you so much. He said, for I must make better use than ever of my stewardship, lest it be entirely taken from me. Now, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty amazing. You know, I, I don't care how much money you have or you don't think you have to share. I don't care how much kindness you have or you don't think you have to share with others. God has called you, like he has been, to be generous. And as you are generous, God says, I'll take care of you. I will supply you with all my needs. Now, can I afford to be generous? Man, you better believe it. Christ keeps his word. Now, does that make me a little bit nervous? Sometimes it does. It makes me nervous. But I want, if it makes you nervous, I want to encourage you to put your faith in Christ to the test with your generosity. And remember what he says in Malachi 3.10. He says, test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. Now, now, why should we be generous? What are the reasons? Giving brings rewards. Secondly, you can afford it. That's the last reason we are called to be generous. Because giving makes you and me more like Christ. Giving makes you and me more like Christ. Verse number 9. It says, as it's written, he's scattered. He's given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now, the one who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide... Look at that. He will provide and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness as you are enriched in every way for all generosity, which produces thanksgiving to God through us. Y'all, the greatest example of generosity in all of history is Jesus. You know, let me, let me share with you some ways Jesus has been generous with us. Jesus was generous in that, first of all, he came here didn't have to. He came here. When he came here, he came here bringing hope. He came here bringing life. He came here bringing forgiveness. He came here teaching a new way of life. Matter of fact, when people heard Jesus teach for the first time, they're like, this guy's different. He brings hope. He's different when he speaks. He speaks as one who has authority. His words have power. They're not just words. They change lives. He was generous and that he mends broken people. One of my favorite stories of God, of Jesus mending broken people, is whenever the friends, uh, some friends brought their paralytic friend, paralytic friend to Jesus. And y'all remember that story? They, they couldn't get to Jesus. The crowds were so huge. And so they went on top of the house and they cut a hole in the roof. Don't do that. 
And, you know, they cut a hole in the roof, and they let their friend down. They're like, well, man, we can't get to him, but we're going to beat everybody else. And they climb the roof, they cut a hole in the roof, and they, they drop their friend. You know, they lower their friend down right in front of Jesus. Jesus looks at him. If the man's a paralytic, what needs to happen for the guy? He needs to walk, right? Jesus looks at him and says, I see beyond that. So this man's a sinner. He needs to be restored to God. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus looked at the man and he said, your sins are forgiven. And then he went a step further. He told a crippled man. He said, get up. Now how cruel is that? And he looks at the crippled and said, get up. Take up your pallet and walk. Go home. So what does the guy do? He gets up and he walks home. You know, that is, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's generous. Of course, the greatest gift that Jesus gave was himself. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus came here on that very first Christmas with a purpose in mind. It was to go to the cross and pay a debt of sin that you and I own that we can't pay. But Jesus paid it for us. There is absolutely no doubt that Jesus, he's a giver. And if you are part of the family of God, you follow Jesus, you are to be a giver. It says in our text, it says that the the man who gives generously, he's righteous. Now it doesn't mean that if we give, then we become righteous. It's not what it means. That means that you can earn it. We can't earn righteousness. What happens is when we give ourselves to God, God touches us and brings us into his family. And when we come into his family, then we receive some of the traits of our God. Righteousness. And a byproduct of righteousness is generosity. When we are generous, Village Church, it is a sign that we belong to God. When we are generous, it is a sign that God's worked a miracle inside of our lives. Let me try to explain it, I guess, a little bit like this. Um, for, for those of you who are parents, when you, know, you look at your kids, and as you watch them grow up, some, you begin to see that your kids, because they're related to you, one, they have your name, right? So they get that from you. But as you watch your kids grow up, you begin to, you begin to see they become like you. I look at some of your kids, and I'm like, man, they look just like their mom, or they look just like their dad. And then, you know, sometimes I watch them, and I think, man, they act just like their mom, or just like their dad. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes that's not so good. Uh, but because they're part of the, your family, they receive things from you, right? Naturally, they receive things from you. They receive an inheritance from you because they belong to your family, Same thing is true in our relationship with God. When He is our Lord and Savior of our lives, y'all, we belong to God and we take on the traits of God. I'm not saying we're perfect, but I'm saying that there are some things that give evidence that we belong to our Father. You can't be in His family and not at least look like Him some. And one of the ways we are to look like Him is that we are to be generous. You know, I said, I don't have a whole lot to give. God's not asking you to give like Bill Gates. He's asking you to give like who you are. And the neat thing to know is that whenever you give, He'll provide. You will never outgive God. Let me share with you what the Bible says in verse number 11. 
And if you don't have this verse underlined, you need to underline, underline this verse. It's one of these verses I want you to think about a little bit. He says, you, when, when we're generous, you will be made rich in every way. Now, don't, guys, don't take that saying my bank account's going to get huge. It's not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. It's not what the Lord's teaching. You'll be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Christmas is a time of giving. This is not the only time we're to be a giving people. It is a reminder that we are to be a giving people, a generous people for all of our lives. And as we do that, we discover Acts 20.35 is very true. When Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now my guess is that if you're like me, some of us need a little prompting in our giving. Now, you say, well, now why, why should I give? Again, we'll just rehash this very quickly. Giving brings rewards. You can afford to give, and giving makes you more like Jesus. Now, some of us need to step up to the plate today and say, you know what? I don't want to just talk about generosity. I want to display it. I want to be a person who's generous. And you might say, well, how can I be generous? Well, here's the good news. I've got a few suggestions for you. We need to move beyond making the Bible theory and saying, oh, that's just such a great story. I really like that. And then shut it and go out and do whatever we want. Y'all, I'm guilty of that. We need to look at this book and say, this is God's Word. And I'm going to trust God's Word. And I want it to change me. And I'm going to apply it to my life. Okay, so how do we do this? What are some ways that we can be generous? This is not an exhaustive list. Just a couple of basic things that I want to encourage you to do this week. All right? How can I give? One, and this is one you're going to say, this is what every time I come to church, the preacher's always talking about this. That ain't true, but I'm going to say it today. Financially. Give financially. I mean, that makes sense, right? Say, well... Who am I to give to financially? My address is... No, I'm just kidding. Who can you give to financially? Y'all, one, we've been commanded by the Lord as believers, not just on Christmas, but to give to the Lord's work. Bring the tithe into the storehouse to give to the church. Yeah, not for me. So, but so that we can minister effectively. You know why that building's over there? Because of you. Because of your generosity. Give to the work of the church. You know, some of the things that we do at the church, we do, we do mission work in Haiti. We do mission work right here in our community. We, we support missionaries all across the world. 10,000 missionaries. We're a part of that. But you know, it's not, not just here. Let, let me encourage you to do something, and I think this will make your Christmas a much richer experience. There are probably, there should be people that you know who are probably struggling financially right now. That's not very hard to see in this kind of recession and economy that we're in. Some of you might think, man, I'm one of them. Let me encourage you to do something. Let me encourage you to find somebody that you know, that you know or that you, maybe you know them personally or you know they're going through a difficult time. Give to them financially. I don't know if they have much, but put it in a card. Send it to them. Why? Because God's been generous to you. So let's be generous to other people. Say, so, okay, what else can I do? Be generous in your service to others. You know, and, and right here at Village Church, you have the opportunity to serve in so many different ways. If, if you look in your bulletin, you'll see that we have ministries in our church. We have a children's ministry. 
that needs help, that always needs more people to serve and volunteer. Gina Rydell is our children's coordinator. Every Sunday, we have right at 200 little munchkins running around here who need to be taught God's Word. Every week, we have a youth ministry that has over 100 kids involved who need adults who love Jesus to teach them and love on them and care for them. We have a music ministry, a media ministry. Uh, we have small groups that are involved in different projects all across our city. Now, if you look in your bulletin, there might be just some ministries you can sign up for today. Put that in the offering basket. There's a lot of different ways that you can give and be generous. But there are others of you here today, and your giving needs to start with you. And you need to give yourself to God. Does it simply say, Jesus, I... I need to give myself to you. It's the greatest gift that you can give to God is to give him yourself and to trust him with your life. And you will be amazed at what God does to bring hope and joy and meaning and purpose into your life when you are serious about our God. Mm -hmm.